everybody. This is Hambo back. Back in the studio. Uh, second podcast of the year. Um, a lot going on. Or not. Not really. Works dried up quite a bit. <laughs> so, you know, I got to put out a podcast, man. It's been a little while. Um, hope you guys are still, still listening. I think you are. I think you are. And oh, shuck. Something just spilled. Where did the heck did that come from? Something just spilled in the studio. Oh, fantastic. Something just spilled in the studio all over everything. Utterly fantastic. Wow, that's what I get for leaving paints on the table in a studio. <laughs> oh, boy. My dice bags are full of inky paint. Outstanding. Okay. Well, hey. Shit happens. But at least it didn't get on the floor. Boy, oh, boy. <laughs> All right, folks. First, uh, you know, on-air accident. On-air outstanding, yeah. Absolutely outstanding. Okay, well, hey. You got to keep rolling here at the Ham Palace. Even with accidents happening. Um, let me bring things closer here. There we go. Now you can hear me. Um, wow, I'm not going to let that throw me off. That was kind of annoying. Um, had the chance to watch 1917. And, uh, you know, a lot of buzz from the uh, Golden Globes. And uh, so I figured, well, Sam Mendes is a capable director. I liked uh, his Bond movies uh, for the most part. And um, went to go see it. And it's like, that's good. You don't get a lot of movies on World War One, Not a lot of them. But, uh, you know, this time we got a good one. We got a good one. A lot of, you know, if you haven't heard by now, I'm sure you have... A lot of uh, tracking shots, like rolling shots. One shot following the protagonist through the trenches. Um, it's just a well shot, uh, well cinema, uh, great cinematography there. A well shot movie. Um, Roger Deakins, Sam Mendes, uh, trusted cinematographer, is back. Um, perhaps out of retirement. I don't know, but. This is all is is incredible. It's an incredible thing to behold. All the actors are were, were on point, awesome. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, just well done, well done across the board. Wow, this stuff got really soaked. <laughs> Outstanding. It's just that's one of the surprises you have when you record. It's like, well, I kind of could it. Wow. Unbelievable. It's just... Ugh. You know? Ugh. But you gotta keep on recording. Um, gosh. I Here's the thing. I, I do paint. I do some... I've gotten this into... Um, some miniature painting. And, um... 
I never thought I'd get into it, but now I have. Now it's it's messy and it's all over the table. Inks. It it this would have happened if I was inking comics though too. India ink, you know, just goes everywhere if you spill it. And I'm thankful it's on my table and it didn't get on the on the ground. No. But yeah, this stuff gets on carpeting. It's not good. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Got great performances. Um, you don't see a lot of World War One movies. And uh, a lot of cool little mini stories. And I wish the movie was a little bit longer. It comes in at two two hours. Um, I think if there's anything, it's like. Just needs to be a little bit longer, have a little bit more of a middle act. But there's some surprises in it. You don't expect someone's gonna die in it, but that person dies, and there's just a lot. It's a lot like, it's very reminiscent of Saving Private Ryan. Um, it's basically basically the World War One version of that, where you have people that have to get from point A to point B, and um, and they have to travel a long distance to get there. And it's an important message that has to be relayed. It means a matter of, of thousands of people dying or not. Um, main actor is terrific. Uh, very, very realistic. Very heartwarming that the, the director is, I think, his director's grandfather or something like that. It's his story. So it's um, he's telling his grandfather's story in this, which is pretty touching pretty awesome you don't get uh you don't get uh many of those opportunities um but yeah i quite i quite liked it um i'll give it about yeah it's about a nine out of ten for for a war movie it's pretty close to ten again wishes a little bit longer um but excellently shot excellently benedict cumberbatch is in is in it and he's he's terrific he's got a pivotal 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 role and colin firth is in it uh yeah man everybody knew what they're doing there um second movie i i've seen is uh, the irishman i finally got around to watching the irishman i wanted to see it on the big screen but the problem was it was just too dang far to drive to this theater you know i i live in a place where it's they don't have the the art theaters very close by. You have to drive quite a bit, and it is a three and a half hour movie, so you have to schedule your whole whole day around that movie. So, you know, there you go. But uh, um, that was very good too. I liked it. I'll probably end up watching it again. It again. Um, I think it might have been a half hour too long. They're right. It's a bit a little bit too long. There's a couple moments where i lose interest but it's not because i don't know if that's because i'm watching it at home and not at the theater or or what but um but most of it's pretty darn good great performances um yeah the uh, the aging the cgi de-aging thing is uh it's for the most part handled well although you know it's they all the actors still kind of move kind of differently than they, they would they they move older than supposedly 
you know, as opposed to moving around younger. It, it's just different. There's more to aging than the way we look, obviously. Um, things we pick up um, in our body motions and very subtle things. But Joe Pesci was great in this. He really plays a neat, a neat role, and um, it's really it's it's incredible to think that um, all of this pretty much really happened for the most part. And uh, spoilers now, um, and that Jimmy Hoffa was was uh, killed pretty much this way, and it seemed very believable that it was that he was, and that he was. Um, possibly either um burnt to death or as i find out and in, in more interviews that come out from uh ex-mafia guys that he's they threw him in, in in the ocean somewhere so deep in the ocean so that's why they never find the body <laughs> that's pretty interesting and and that interaction i mean between you know his number one guy um the irishman and 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 uh and Jimmy Hoffa is pretty interesting. It makes me want to rewatch the Jack Nicholson uh Jimmy Hoffa movie. But uh yeah, yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Um Uncut Gems, I still gotta see. Uh in comics, which is rare that I say in comics. <laughs> Because I don't read as many comics as I used to because I don't have room anymore for any more comics. So I have to start getting rid of some comics, hopefully selling them off somehow. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I've been reading, uh, the, incre uh, the, uh, the Immortal Hulk, uh, The Green Door. Uh, I got to uh, so my brother gave it to me as a as a present, as a Christmas present. Got three graphic novels of the Hulk, the Immortal Hulk, and uh, Hulk goes to, Hulk goes to hell. And basically, um, some kind of portal opens up uh, for Hulk, and and he takes on the Absorbing Man or something like that. And he, the Absorbing Man takes the Hulk's muscles and, and so the Hulk is really flabby in this <laughs> which is funny uh but still kind of deadly and uh the Hulk ends up going into into hell or some kind of another dimension or another world or something like that and he's got to fight uh these things that are husks only husks of their former selves so he takes on the Red Hulk and uh it gets it's a really weird um story um, I was told it's, it's, it's a great Hulk story. I still got to read the Peter David run of the Hulk. That would be interesting, but so far, so far it's not bad. There's a little preaching in it. There's a little preaching in it, um, from one of the characters, but, uh, I don't know. I, I have to finish the whole story before I can give you my, my conclusion, but that's, that's, that's what I'm reading right now. Um, trying to think what else as far as oh been watching getting caught up on my netflix show since i resubscribed to netflix as of late uh daredevil i'm watching the the, la the last season of daredevil uh the last season of the punisher and the last season of iron fist and i like them all so far i even like iron fist i think um it's 
it's neat to watch that show and, and I, I like Danny Rand. I like the actor playing him. I don't think I don't think he's perfect, but I, I like his performance. It keeps me watching. Um, his his martial arts seem better this time. And uh, I really love it, uh, his uh, his love interest in it, which I can't remember her name, but she's she's quite something. And um, yeah, they bring part of the costume into it, his his bandana costume, and um, uh, yeah, and he gets a tattoo on his chest. So they were trying to move it into a direction of costume, which was good. Um, I'm really liking the Punisher. I really like the performance uh, that John, uh, I think, I'll just say John B. Because uh, I can't full pronounce his name right. But uh, he just brings a really realistic portrayal to that character. And uh, Daredevil's been great. Uh, Daredevil has come back after being had, having a building dropped on him. And he's in, so he's been kind of like fighting... Uh, in the afterlife there and um yeah I, i've enjoyed that um the guy that plays king vincent d'ofrio who plays kingpin is just fantastic to watch really love his performance and um afterlife by ricky gervais uh that's been surprisingly funny um he's just been very uh I thought it'd be a depressing show, and it is kind of, it's a sad, depressing show, because Ricky Gervais' character has, has lost his, his wife due to cancer and everything, and it's just him dealing with being depressed and trying to live a life after someone that close to you dies. Um, but yeah, it, it's pretty, it's pretty sad, but it's very, there's some very funny scenes in it, including a scene where uh, his character tries to order uh, a kid's lunch, and he ends up you know, the, the waiter and the manager gets all ticked because he orders a kid's lunch and and he ends up eating the kid's lunch and, they, you know, they they watch him. He's like, are you going to eat that? He's like, yeah. And he starts forcing the kid's lunch into his mouth and everything. There's there's a lot of little funny, surprising scenes in it. Some strong jokes. Um, but besides that, uh, you know, things have been pretty slow around here. Uh, uh, I, I keep continuing on my writing. Uh, I'm making further progress in my rewriting my short story, The Ranger. It's been uh, it's been pretty neat. Uh, trying to get further in that challenging struggle. Um, I'll let you let you guys know when that's ready to be published. And uh, yeah, just kind of trying to uh, yeah make some things happen here. Uh, I've written down some uh, commandments for the next five years. Um, some great habits of mine. I'm recommitting myself to my dream and my goals instead of taking just any mundane job so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap this up i'm gonna keep it short because uh i gotta clean up around here this ink got all over the place on this table i want to clean it up before it dries but i just wanted to drop a podcast and there you go till we talk again long days and pleasant have long days and pleasant nights